This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama's Senator Tommy Tuberville is emphasizing the need for school choice and parental involvement during a speech on the Senate floor. Just over half of the young people in our country today can read read over the sixth grade reading level. That is simply not good enough for the most powerful country on the face of the earth. Our students are falling behind. At no time was this more important than the last two years. COVID turned our living rooms into classrooms, bringing lesson plans to kitchen tables and homes all across the country. This gave parents a front row seat to what their children were and were not learning. And many parents did not like what they saw. Students weren't being taught how to think, they were being taught what to think. And this shift from what is right to what is woke has startled parents. But it was also startling for parents to see what isolation does to their developing children. Tuberville's speech comes during National School Choice Week and while the Alabama legislature considers the Parents' Choice Act, which was offered by State Senator Del Marsh, Tuberville reiterated what is in that piece of legislation offered by Marsh, and that is that parents must continue to have options for their children. Parents are the key to education for our kids. Parents realize the power of their collective voices during the pandemic and they're using it to advocate for improvements for their education for the kids in the classroom. Time and time again, we've seen parents stand against restrictive mandates and unnecessary school shutdowns. Now, as we look toward the future of education, we need to remember what the pandemic taught us. One size does not fit all. It rarely works, and it certainly does not work in education. That's why when we talk about education, moving forward, we have an opportunity to revisit the conversation about importance of choice. Parents know their child best. They understand the unique needs of of their children and can serve as the best advocate for those needs, especially now that the needs may be different than they were two years ago before COVID. A child's education shouldn't be defined by their zip code or financial limitations. A child and their their parent should have a choice about education. The state Senate Judiciary Committee has voted and passed the constitutional carry bill in the Alabama legislative session. The vote in that committee was six in favor, four opposed, and one abstention. SB 2 allows for Alabamians to carry a concealed weapon without acquiring a permit or paying a licensing fee for that permit. Senator Gerald Allen is the bill's sponsor. Democrat State Senator Roger Smitherman is opposed to the bill. He says that gun permits increase public safety, especially in urban areas where encounters with law enforcement officers are already tense. A member of the National Association of Gun Rights, D.J. Parton, points out that in Alabama, it's already permissible to carry a firearm without a permit openly. He says that law-abiding citizens allowed to carry their firearms either openly or concealed without government intervention reduces crime, and he referred to the FBI crime statistics as proof. 
Changes are coming to the town of Brookside after a policing for profits endeavor is exposed and investigated. This past Tuesday night, a town hall was hosted by State Representative Wandelin Given and Jefferson County Sheriff Mark Petway. People were able to share stories of punishing ticket prices, racial profiling, and harassment by the Brookside police. Since then, the mayor of Brookside has retained Kenneth Simon to conduct an independent investigation into the Brookside Police Department. Simon is a former Jefferson County Circuit judge. Also, the mayor is sending any armored vehicle on loan to the police department back to the supplying agency, which is ADECA. The town will also start the process of hiring an interim police chief after Mike Jones stepped down last week. The dueling defamation lawsuit between Roy Moore and Lee Korfman has ended with a draw. The jury found that neither Moore nor Korfman defamed each other with their claims in 2017 during the special Senate race. Korfman accused Moore of sexually molesting her when she was 14 and he was 32. Moore denied those allegations and said that Korfman was falsely accusing him. The jury did not award any punitive damages sought by Moore against Korfman, nor did the jury side solely with Korfman's claims that Moore's denials were a form of defamation to her. The jury took about three hours to deliberate. All told, the trial covered eight days, with witnesses from both sides being called in. A public hearing is in the works by the Surface Transportation Board. The issue at hand has to do with a passenger rail service between New Orleans and the city of Mobile. The public comment phase will be held February 15th and 16th via Zoom. After that, Amtrak, CSX, Norfolk Southern Railroad, and the Alabama Port Authority will present their cases regarding the passenger rail service. Any person wanting to participate in this public hearing must file their intent with the Surface Transportation Board by February 7th. The Birmingham Salvation Army will soon be offering free sonograms to pregnant women. The Salvation Army is partnering with Image Clear Ultrasound to offer this service at their Center of Hope. The Director of Social Services within the Salvation Army, Phyllis Lewis, says this resource helps a woman improve the health and birth weight of their child as they find out sooner if they're pregnant. And the city of Auburn plans to name a new road after a fallen police officer. The William Buckner Parkway will be a road connector between Martin Luther King Drive and Richland Road. The Auburn City Council voted unanimously this week to honor Buckner this way. Officer Buckner was killed in 2019 when he responded to a domestic violence call. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Senate Democrats must now tread carefully in the days ahead. The 50-50 vote makeup of that chamber has now shifted in favor of Republicans. That's because Senator Ben Ray Lujan of New Mexico recently had a stroke. Lujan is expected to recover and return to the seat, but not for a while. This leaves Democrats with only 47 votes, along with two independent senators who caucus with them, bringing that number to 49 Democrats and 50 Republicans. Democrat Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer does not now have a working majority with the loss of Lujan, and he will have to push forward bills that only have bipartisan support. This could also extend the whole process of President Joe Biden nominating a successor to Justice Stephen Breyer on the U.S. Supreme Court. Lujan is currently recovering from surgery that he had on his brain in order to relieve the swelling. On the Republican side, there are reports swirling of a pledge put down on paper by 49 Republicans. That pledge is to shut down the government over federal vaccine mandates. Fox News Digital is reporting that the pledged letter was delivered to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell and House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy on Wednesday of this week. 
The Republicans are saying in that letter that when it comes to voting to fund the federal government any further, they will not do so unless the tyrannical COVID-19 vaccine mandates are withdrawn. The Republicans point out that various cities and states are benefiting from federal funds in connection to that vaccine mandate, even though the U.S. Supreme Court struck down the mandate from being implemented through the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. The congressional lawmakers wrote that they will not continue to abdicate their constitutional duties in the hopes that the judicial branch will return constitutional rights to the people. Current funding of the government is set to expire in the middle of February. While the Biden administration is now focused on the situation between Russia and Ukraine, the director of the FBI, Christopher Wray, is turning the spotlight on China. Ray revealed an increase in spying activity in the past year by the Chinese Communist government. He did so while delivering a speech at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. Ray says that the Chinese Communist government steals staggering volumes of information from the U.S. and causes deep job-destroying damage across a wide range of industries. He says China doesn't just pull ahead by their ill-gotten technology, but they also turn around and push American companies and workers further down. Ray continued saying that there's just no country that presents a broader threat to American ideas, innovation, or economic security than China. U.S. truckers have been inspired by the Canadian convoy against vaccine mandates, and they plan to take a convoy from California to Washington, D.C. in the month of March. Apparently, that is unacceptable to Facebook. The three truckers have been totally deplatformed by Facebook once their plans began to grow and be shared. Jeremy Johnson is the group administrator. He went on Fox News with Brian Bass and Mike Landis, calling this move censorship at its finest. Uh, they like to silence people that uh, speak the truth. They literally wiped uh, Mike Landis and, and Jeremy completely out of the Facebook. They, they, their Facebook profile is gone, banned. They can't even, they don't even have a profile anymore. The people that are fed up with the government overreach and the way that they do not follow the constitution of this country anymore uh you know it's been a long time coming i feel like uh canada set a great precedent on just coming together and easy rolling across the country like that and coming into uh you know their capital and i feel like just the presence of that amount of people that show that they are unhappy with what's going on is uh, a good way to hopefully get their attention and i feel like this whole facebook censorship thing right here that we have going on is uh obviously starting to get someone's attention yeah incidentally i guess Facebook is announcing earnings that have dropped below expectations in the fourth quarter of 2021. And just this week, Facebook shares tumbled by 20% during trading that happened on Wednesday. Another one says, see you later at CNN. Jeff Zucker, the president, is now resigning after a long-standing affair with his marketing director came to light. The relationship between Zucker and Allison Galust was revealed during an internal investigation into Chris Cuomo and his advice to brother Andrew Cuomo, who happens to be the governor of New York State facing sexual harassment allegations. Zucker joins a long list of CNN reporters and employees who have been ousted for sexual misconduct and even criminality. Perhaps a Twitter account with the handle Dr. Ricardo Harambe says it best that Jeffrey Tubin is the only person at CNN that keeps his hands to himself. Oh. Look at the clock. I'm completely out of time to explain that further. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Phil Williams on Right Side Radio as he talks about this dystopian reality that we're now in. I don't ever want it to be said by some future historian or archaeologist that indications are that during the mid-21st century, the Great Decline began. 
I mean, what a tragedy it would be if one day people dug a hole to find our great buildings or use radar or LIDAR or other technologies to rediscover our roads and highways and byways. I would dare say that modern civilization is, you know, more advanced, more expansive, certainly more recorded, if you will, for future posterity than any generation that came before us. But, but think about it. They used to also say that about the Roman Empire. All that to say, I am watching with a sharp eye as I see the very institutions that have made this nation great being constantly assaulted by a progressive agenda that seems intent on tearing holes in the very fabric of our society. A few weeks ago, I gave you some studied opinions on what experts say led to the fall of Rome. And it was not what you might think. I mean, it was not like there was one cataclysmic event. There was no singular volcanic eruption, no asteroid. No, it was the policies of their governance and the political laziness that caused Rome to be split, it's evidenced here and now by the constant attempts to promote division in our society by race, by vaccination status, by willingness to accept absurd social pronouncements like men can get pregnant and what pronouns a minor child should be allowed to use in school. Oh, by God, not on my watch. Not while I can breathe. And I believe I speak for the majority of this audience. Not on our watch. It only happens if we let it happen. It only happens if we stand idly by. We cannot allow the dystopian fantasy of Hollywood to become our own dystopian reality. Not on our watch. You can find more of Phil Williams at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the Daily Detail and want to get the reports directly to your phone, be sure to subscribe either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.